What up, good people? Welcome to another episode of the 710 Slickville Show. I am your host, Jay Brown, a.k.a. Mr. 710, and we are back up in this thing once again. We want to thank everybody for joining us on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live, as well as everybody that might be listening on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you might be listening. Shout out to y'all for that. Go ahead and subscribe. Rate us four stars. Five stars if you can. We greatly appreciate it. Look, today, today one of them days, I got a, I got I got I got some big news coming later on. But on tonight's show, we gonna ask the question, why are these new kids so different? We also gonna talk about since last week. We're gonna talk about some snitching as well as ashy and Friendsgiving and Thanksgiving etiquette. Listen when I tell you. You want to make sure that you tune in for that. And, and, like I said, I got some big news coming later on in the show. But, like I said, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Yo, hey, listen, let me go ahead and apologize now. Let me go ahead and apologize now, because if you offended, I mean, I meant it. But, my bad. I am not anti-whatever it is that you want to say I'm anti but listen, since last week, even down here where I am, it has gotten a little chilly. And let me tell you, this is not the time to be out here buying cheap lotion. Listen, hey man, I didn't seen I didn't seen some high levels of ashiness since this last week. I might be a little ashy myself right now. But it's because I wash, I wash my hands when I go to the bathroom. I wash my hands when I go to the bathroom. But when I tell you, listen, I'm trying to figure. So let me ask you this before I get going. What what are some recommended lotions? What's some good lotions that's going that'll make it through? That'll make it through washing your hands and being cold outside what's some good lotions what's some good some good lubricants that'll make it through that because not every not let me tell let me think back back when I was in high school we had there was some lotion that I used to I don't know why my mom bought this joint but we'll put this lotion on in the locker room and by the time we got out to the court cast was ashy all over again Oh damn! Oh damn! <laughs> Wait, what is going on here? What is going on? Oh, shit. Hey, we gonna start over. Yeah, yo, we gotta start over. They, they hated on me. I thought I hit start the broadcast, and then it didn't. So. <laughs> Y'all get this first part over again. <laughs> All right, yeah, man, it's been hating on me. But look, yeah. What is, what is some, uh, Cetaphil cream? Yeah, this is doing, it's getting Having some technical difficulties on on this on this very special show. Thought I had already hit it, but yeah, y'all just gonna have to get caught back up. Uh, Facebook and Facebook and all those other good people that is listening. I just used the other feed, but listen, y'all come out here. You come out here, and the reason why I asked this, the reason why I asked was some good good lotions and whatnot is because I roast ashy people and so whether you got lotion cocoa butter Vaseline doesn't matter you gotta be right and see I was when I, I worked at my last corporate second to last corporate job I was in the bathroom and one of the things I do not like talking to people I don't like people talking to me while I'm in the bathroom I'm at the bathroom. I'm, I'm at the sink washing my hands as I get done. And this white guy comes up to me. 
And he's like, hey man, you know using that soap is gonna make you, it's gonna make you, it's gonna make you ashy. What? Like, first of all, first of all, are you telling me this from personal experience? Because I don't know if you could really be telling me that. I'm not trying to be that guy. And I'm not saying that Caucasian people don't be ashy. But hey man. You can't be the you can't be the one telling me that that this is gonna this is gonna make me ashy. I won't like no man. I can't I can't have that from you because I I feel some kind of way. Like I definitely feel some kind of way because you coming up to me. First of all, you're not supposed to be talking to me in the bathroom. I don't like that at all. But secondly. Secondly, I do not, and when I say I do not want you to feel comfortable enough to come up and talk to me while I'm in the bathroom, and secondly, to come up and tell me about something making me ashy, fam, mind your business. That's what you can do first, is mind your business coming up to me talking about something it's gonna make you ashy that probably could have came from anybody else what up tank how you living man congratulations on all the awards man you've been getting man you deserve it brother i appreciate everything that you got going man it's big stuff you got going on man shout out to that you are out here crushing it sir out here crushing listen if y'all hadn't seen the episode where he was on he was on in i want to say season one so he, he went he go way back he go way way back with me but shout out shout out to uh drew tank gary he out here in these streets making these making these movies so if you see something that's done by him check it out support 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 man we appreciate that also since last week, I went to my first Bears game. Went to my first Bears game. It was uh, it was here in Atlanta. It wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. And before I shouldn't do this, but before I go any further, I want to thank I want to thank Johnny Jackson for selling us his tickets. His season tickets at face value. That was dope. He had some other people that wanted to go, but he sold them. He sold us his tickets at face value, and so we appreciate that. That's what's up. But man, Chicago was deep up in there. Chicago was deep up in there. When I tell you we we was there, we we was in there. We was we was all up in there representing. We didn't win. We did not win. But I had I had a good time. Me and my brother, man, it's always a good time when I get a chance to hang with my little brother and whatnot. And um, like I said, we had some always gonna have some issues with getting in the game, but uh, everything worked out. Sat next to some cool people. There's a whole bunch of Bears fans around us, so it's almost like we was at home. What a black queen! How you living in these streets? Uh, yeah, we had a, we had a good time. Like, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad I ain't got a bowl this week, so I don't have to roast none of the funny looking Falcon fans that uh, that I bowl with, because I know that they're gonna be talking. They're gonna be talking big trash as if as if they just won the Super Bowl. And so, shout out, shout out to them for that. But speaking of the Bowling Alley, my brother and I, we were on the way back from the uh, game, and we were talking about, we were talking about people giving back correct change. 
It's talking about people giving back correct change and how doing that quick math is a struggle for a whole lot of people. It's a super struggle for a lot of people. And so I went to go get some practice in today. I bowled four games. My total came out to 864. And I'm not saying this to make anybody look bad. But my total came out to 864. I paid with a $10 bill. Can anybody tell me how much change I was supposed to get back real quick? Anybody tell me that? Uh-oh. Yeah, anybody tell me that real quick. Hold on, because I, I know y'all know. Listen. I got back $2.36 is what she gave me back. I shouldn't have said she, but that's what they gave me back. And I was like, hey, um, I'm sorry, that's the wrong change. And I'm I'm holding a dollar. I'm trying to get a dollar back. And they're looking at the change that's in my hand. And I'm like, no, 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 the coins are right. It's the dollar part that's wrong. Take this back. And she was looking at me like, hold on. And she went back to the she went back to the computer and started typing it in. And I'm like, you can't just see that? What up, Yatney? You can't just see that? That I gave A64, I gave you a 10. I'm only supposed to get a dollar and some change back. And when she counted it back, she was like, all right, 36, 36, 64, $9, 10. Oh! 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 This makes me angry. And I know people. I know people that would have kept that extra dollar. I know people that would have kept that extra dollar. And so I'm going to ask you. They would, listen, they would have kept that extra dollar and been like, look at God. Won't he do it? Won't he will? I know, I know. My mom is one of those people. She would have kept that money. She would have said, you better learn how to count. I'm going to learn you today. And so is there an amount of money that you would keep? Monet, what's happening? Is there an amount of money, an amount of change that you could get back that you would just stick down in your pocket and be like, ah, if they came up short today. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, you know what? If I didn't look and she gave me that money back and I just stuck it down in my pocket, like if I had to pay with a <laughs> he said no. I, I would have gave. I would. I feel like my karma would be bad if I kept even that dollar. If I kept five dollars. If I kept twenty dollars. Like I've had. I've been to sign. I went to Sonic one day, and my. I think my my order came out to be like five dollars and some change. I paid with a twenty. They gave me the twenty plus the $15 back. And I was just like, yo, this is way too much money, fam. Yo, your little, your little change belt is about to be trash. Let me get this back to you. And part of the reason why I do that is I used to work for a bank. And while I was in, uh, <laughs> while I was working through the drive-thru, I've, I've accidentally gave back the wrong money too much and somebody returned it back to me yo so it's it's only right it's only right for me but let me tell you what cashiers cashiers that keep change wait the only money I used to keep was my ex when I did laundry like 10 years ago and the debit cards weren't a big thing but never again Okay, so I, I, are we talking about a situation in which they give you money to go buy something, you don't spend the whole money, you don't spend all of it, so you just pocket the rest? I've heard of people doing that. 
I've heard of people doing that. I feel like there's a there should be a limit. I feel like there should be a limit. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. See, it's all. Oh, you found cash. Okay, okay, okay. I thought he gave you. <laughs> See, shame. Shame. His pockets. <laughs> Was there a limit? Was there a limit that you'd be like, hey, babe, I found $60 in your pocket. You get $60 back out the lottery. Hey, appreciate you, Mona. You bought that bag. Whoa, whoa. Let's go. Let's go. Where, we, where my thing at? Let me get my air horn. Pop that air horn off. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. No, you keep you keep the 60. Wow. See, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead. Eat is probably one of those cashiers that I would never again. All right. Cool, cool, cool. What up, Sierra? Dave Sierra in the house. All right. And so one of those, what I was thinking about was those cashiers that take the liberty to keep the change. And let's just say at a restaurant, you go and you eat and your bill comes out to $44.55. The cashier only brings, the waitress only brings back, or the waiter only brings back $7. You pay, you gave them 50 and they gave, they brought back $7. So they kept your 45 cents. Me? I'm mad immediately. I'm mad immediately. The lady, the lady at there was it was a coffee shop at an airport. And my my money came out to be, I think my it was like 389. I paid with a five, she gave me a dollar back. And I was like, um, you still owe me 11 cents. And she looked at me like I was wrong. She looked at me like I was wrong. And I'm, I'm like, uh, you owe me 11 cents. And she was like, but it's just 11 cents. Like, are you you're gonna make me open up the drawer for 11 cents? Yes. I sure will. Because it's my 11 cents. Like, why Why do you feel like you can just keep my 11 cents in the drawer? You shouldn't have closed it with my 11 cents in the drawer. And I think about it at the airport. If she's keeping, like, in her shift, you know how many people come in and out of an airport. And so, if you keep it 25 cents here, you know, 30 cents there. You just not giving people their money back. Come on, come on, man. You but you about you about the you about to come up. I don't care how good your service is. You need to give me all my money back. It could be three cents. I'm like, hey fam, it was it was four ninety-seven. I gave you a five. Are you are you just gonna pocket my three cents, brother? How, how much can, how much change can a cashier keep before you say something? How much? How much? So if you if your bill came out if your bill came out to be let's just say eighteen dollars and ninety one cent and they just they brought you back just a dollar, would you say something about that nine cents? Did you, did you say something? Yeah. Because guys, you just you just it's a it ain't the it ain't the money, it's the principle. And I think I think a lot of you know, I almost feel like it's an old school principle. Like, listen, this is all my money. Like you can't just take a liberty and feel like you could just have or like the company don't even like you like that for you to just be giving them extra 11 cents or three cents or whatever. So why do you feel like you can just put that in there like that? Come on, man. Unless you plan on, I'm going to just take $5 out the register because 
I done shorted at least 40 people 10 cents. So that's about right. At least 10 cents. That's about right. These new kids that had a nerve to get an attitude if you ask them a question about, oh, you gonna give me some extra change? I didn't already put it in. You know in the red like, so this this is the one thing. This is the one thing I don't like, and I'm, I I think I'd have mentioned this before, where you go to a drive-through, you order your food, they repeat the order back to you, and then tell you to pull up without giving you how much it should be. And so now when they tell you how much it should be, and you know, you, ha- you have an idea because you know what what you ordered. So if you you pull up to the window, you got your 20 ready, and they like, oh, it's you know $10.41. You got the 20 out, they put the 20 up, and you're like, oh shoot, I got 41 cents. Let me get this to you. You give them the 41 cents. And now they out there, they done lost their mind. They don't know what to do. Ah! Uh, ah! Uh, I can't take the 41 cent because I already put in 20. Oh, just give me a 10 back. What you doing? Why why is this? Why is this a big day? With the new kids that have an attitude. And now I start asking myself, like, we we were talking about new kids. We were talking about new kids and what was so different. Why are these new kids so different from when we were kids? And I don't know how old everybody is in the chat, but I want to assume. I'm going to assume that most of the people in the chat was born in the 80s. I might have a 78. Well, 79 in there, you know, dad pop in, some 50, it'll be a 50 in there. See, I just, I just talked them up. There's a 50 in there. But these new kids, the new kids are, are different. And I was trying to figure out, like, like why? Shout out to 80. New kids are so different, and I was trying to, I was trying to figure out, and I asked my wife, I was like, why, why are they so different? Like, why is the mindset so different? Because one of the things that I try to, I try to, I, I try to think back. So, was my upbringing that much different from my parents? Was it was it that much different? Was my mindset about or my outlook on the world when I was 10 and 11 and 12 that much different from what my parents thought that their outlook on the world was at that age? They like when I was that age, they weren't too far from it. You know, you can still like if you got kids, you have an idea about what it was, kind of what it, the things that you were thinking about and some of the things that you did at that age and some of the stuff that you tried to get away. Like, you, you're removed from it, but at the same time, you you, you, you would like to think, like, I, I know I didn't do that. Like, I, I wasn't that. I, might, I did some things, but I ain't do that. I did... Like, the respect level is different. Like, there was never a time in which I would tell an adult, you got to respect me before I respect you. Chris Tucker was like, what kind of shit is that? You got to respect me before I respect you. Like, these new kids have a like, their level of fear is so different from what our level of fear was when it came to adults. If, if there was a situation in which I was out in public and I was talking about something that I knew that I had no business talking about, 
if an adult walked past and it did not matter who it was, if they were older than me or somebody that would be considered an adult, that conversation stopped because there was a possibility that they could go tell my parents. And my parents, they would not, they weren't one of those parents that would be like, um, they, they wouldn't defend, they wouldn't defend me. They would be like, why, they would ask why that adult would be, why would that adult lie on you? And so it's so, it's so weird because now I can walk past a bunch of 12 year olds and listen, I, when I was living in the apartment over in Sandy Springs, there was some, there were some kids. I know that they were kids. They couldn't have been no older than. I know that they, I know that they weren't teenagers. And dude was talking about getting head, but he was like, "Yeah, she sucked my." D-. I was like, "Oh." And there was a part of me. There was a part of me that wanted to go tell that young man, like, listen, this is not how you're supposed to be talking. This is not how you should be talking out loud. You, you, not even old enough to be out here getting here. What you talking, what you doing? And there was the other part of me that was like, I could say something to this boy, but I might have to fight his parents because if I say something, they might get mad at me for saying something to their kid about how he talking because they might think that it's cool. And see, Edith, you said that social media has made certain generations become desensitized and, and just no respect. And listen, I was on, I was on Twitter, I was on Twitter yesterday, and I saw, I saw a video that had me disturbed in a different kind of way. And there was, there was this young lady that was twerking on a little boy. The little boy was her son. And when I say twerking on, like she was back that thing up on that little boy. On the boy. The boy holding her like this. Come on, man. There were people in her on the on the thread threatening to call CPS and defects on her. And she posting this. Yo, I'm like, why, why do you think it's okay? Why is that okay? Like the parenting I feel is different. And one of the things like, so with the parenting. I don't think I, like, I cuss to my parents now, not at them, but to them when I tell stories or when I'm having a dialogue about the kids and stuff like that. And it's not out of, it's not out of disrespect or anything like that. Like, if my dad was like, hey man, I I don't like all that cussing that you be doing, I wouldn't cuss, I wouldn't cuss to him. I wouldn't cuss to my mom. Some of that stuff, some of that stuff just comes out. It's never at a level of disrespect. And I know that there was a long time. Like I was well, I was, I was probably into my late 30s before I really started cussing in front of them. But never at them, but to them. It was always in story form. Never like, yo, <laughs> you know, F you mom or anything like that. Like, I, it was hard for me to even say that part. So, like, 
the parenting is so different now where you got parents that's holding the phone up while their kid is cussing and laughing at it. I don't think that there would have been anything funny about us cussing when we were kids outside of us getting punched in the face after we got the shit out. Good night. Good night. Like, we was going to be knocked out. We was going to be knocked out. It's so, it's, it's interesting to me because, all right, on, on one hand, on one hand, there are, there are things that happen to kids in my generation where I, I get it, where they'll be like, yo, I would never do that to my son. I would never do that to my daughter. I would never say that to my kid. I get it. I get it. And then at the same time, I also feel like there are there are values and stuff that that needs to be passed down from generation to generation. There are there's information about how to be a gentleman or how to be a young woman that needs to be passed down from generation to generation and you know, it's one of those things like it pops like there are parents out here getting high with their kids. And it happens. It happens a lot. There's parents out here like, hey, I'd rather you get high with me than be out here getting high with somebody else and don't know what you're smoking on. So we all smoking. They're thinking that, you know, the um, the cussing and stuff is cool, and you know, I I think about I think about the influences that these kids have now versus who we who we had and what we were exposed to. Like my parents didn't like for us to watch videos back in the day, like. A Jodeci video came on, and they was like, "Ah, that's too much." Rex and Effects came on, and it was like, "All I want to do is zoom, 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 and your boom, boom." And whatever zoom, zoom, zoom was, and, the, and whatever a boom, boom was, <laughs> they didn't want us to do that or see that. And I get, I get it, I get it now. I get it one hundred percent. My cousin got in trouble for singing the first part of Phoenix, a Jodeci. You know, Jodeci comes on and is like, uh, how, how the first part of Phoenix go? Uh, shoot, shoot, shoot. How it goes, if I wasn't trying to think about it right now, all I know is at the beginning of the song, it say something about having them so horny. Uh, and let me make. I'm gonna just. Let me see if I can find it on on YouTube right quick, so that I can. So I I can't play too much of it because Facebook can cut my joint off. But as soon as I hit the first part of it, it'll, it'll jog my memory. He be like, "Is it is it Phoenix? Is it Phoenix? That might not be it." Hold on. Take my money. My house. Whichever, whichever song. Oh, it's Freaking You. Freaking You was the song. It wasn't Phoenix. Freaking You was the song. And Freaking You got my cousin in trouble. It was bad. It was uh, bad. What a freak you. Yeah, like... He, I'm, I don't have to play them while I remember. Now, dude said, every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. That got her in trouble. It was like, horny? 
horny. We didn't know what horny was when we was kids. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. Mm -mm. Nope. And see, he was saying the value system has deteriorated for a couple kisses on TV. Then we had to change the channel. But now, it's all couples kissing on TV. Girls kissing girls on TV. Dudes kissing dudes on TV. Girls kissing girls on TV. I mean, girls kissing dudes on TV. Like, it's all. All of it's on TV. Yeah, that's a shoe getting thrown. That's a shoe getting thrown if I hear a kid. If a kid, if I hear that. Yeah, like, it's so different. And then we, you know, we are... We are definitely in the information age. And and so I I spoke last week and I was talking about how um, the information that we got, we didn't have the internet coming up in the 80s, not in the form that it's in now. Like when I was in the third grade, there was one computer in our class and what anybody played on that computer was the Oregon Trail. Now in the third grade, you're getting laptops that you can take home that you have access to the internet in 90% of what's on it. And so, whether you're trying to look up, you know, whatever, you type in, you can type in something, anything, you can type in BBC, and you can, anything could come up, the news in Europe, or Big Black could pop up know but all of the stuff that these kids are exposed to all of the stuff that these kids are exposed to is is scary and I find myself as a as a parent as a co-parent you know we're I find myself consistently trying to monitor what it is that he's watching and what it is that he's taken in and how it is that he kind of views outside influences and things that people say and things that people throw at him and what that looks like when as an adult that hears it yeah oh somebody said my shoes are old how they old and you just got them they new to you it's perspective and so you, I find myself consistently trying to shape their perspective because I have an idea about what that looks like moving forward and what it is that you want to put your value in. And it is, I don't think that the, the values that we have and that it was instilled in us, I think a lot of that kind of gets pushed to the side because it's looked at as, old school and not necessarily right. And I'm like, listen, just because it's old school, it does not necessarily mean that it's wrong. Now, there's some stuff that yeah, if you're getting thrashed with hot wheel tracks and extension cords, yeah, that's some old school discipline right there. you get getting the paddle with the holes in it. That's some old school discipline right there. And, and yeah, You think about what the physical discipline does and what and what it could mean to the person that's receiving it and how they take it. Um, like I've been asked, I've been asked, hey, Mr. Jason, how come you don't whoop us? How you don't how you don't beat me? And let me tell you something. I sat there and had I had to think about that. think of a really good answer a really good answer for why for why I didn't whoop your ass outside of the state doesn't allow that shit and the best answer I could come up with was what do you learn 
What do you learn outside of you being able to take a little pain? Like, you probably deserve, you probably deserve some, for sure. Which is why you asking. What do you learn? If I give you a whooping, you do something, I give you a whooping, then you're only in trouble for 25 seconds while you're getting that thrashing, and then you, you good. You think all is right with the world. And it's not. Because when I was whooping you, I could have explained to you why this is wrong. And I was and, and I would hope that you would actually listen to it. And so now I have to whoop you verbally. I can sit here and talk to you all day. And at some point, I feel like you would rather you would probably rather get a whooping than listen to me talk over and over and over again. You should. You gotta you gotta get these words, you gotta get this information. I feel like it would build a resentment between parent and child if it's if it is done all the time and harsh. I can see that. That's it. I got I well listen. My brother now we got our share. I still feel like he should have got some more. Cause when I st- when I stopped, he st- he stopped getting. We both stopped getting whoopings at the same time. And he still had five more years of whoopings that he should have got. Like I feel like he he got off easy. Yes, I, I look. My dad was a talker. My mom was the whooper. We look, my mom, my mom, she was she was rough with it. We would rather get in trouble with dad because he was talking. He would talk to us. He would, we would we would get it. We would get it. But we ain't doing a whole lot of stuff. But yeah, I, listen. I make sure that this boy, this boy gotta hear my mouth. But one thing I know when I get done talking, that if he listened at all, that there was some understanding. There had to be some kind of understanding. There had to have been some understanding. And you just hope that some of that shit sticks because a whooping is only a whooping. It's only a whooping. It is not the same kind of whooping that if a kid put his hand on a stove. Kid put his hand on a stove, it takes one time. Whoopings don't do that. Whoopings don't do that. You whoop a kid for lying, they gonna lie again. They put their hand on the stove. That's a one-shot situation. They will not do that shit again. And we, and we ask ourselves why. Because that pain, that pain was real. They can't, they can't reason with that pain. They can't justify in their mind doing that again. That shit was not fun. The end game to that was not good. But a whooping. I feel like I can get around that. I can get around that. That pain was temporary. I can do that. I can take that again. I will risk I risk. If your whooping was putting your hand on that stove, lives would stop. But you can't do that. That'll get your deep back. That'll get deep backs called on you. Look, you know what? Kids so different now. I'm gonna tra- transition a little bit. They even snitch different. With the technology, I told I might have told y'all this story that the girl that we had before was taking pictures the boy like she would tell him to pull his mask down or, or wait till he eating and he was supposed to have a mask on his shit take a picture of him with somebody else's phone send it to my wife snitching snitching is different that's a damn shame I, I don't think I would ever you know what I might have recorded my brother if I had the ability to record my brother while he was taking when we was little 
I might have did that. I might have done that to protect myself. But my buddy, I'm going to tell this little collar story. This is one of the ones that we laugh at all the time. My buddy snitched on us in a different kind of way. And so when we were in college one day, I called myself being responsible. We had got, we had just left the party. And we just left the party. I had been drinking. I had been drinking. So I was like, I told, I told one of my other friends to drive my truck. I had I had a 95 Pathfinder at the time. And my buddy that snitched on me, he had a 90. It was a late, late 90s Jeep Cherokee. So I was like, yo, I'm a little too toe down to drive. So, man, you go ahead and drive. So we leave the party. We're on campus. And we pull up to this drive. We pull up to this stop sign. And it's a straightaway. I'm sitting back in my seat. And my buddy looks over at me. And we look over at them. And he like. He said, I'm a racer. All right, man, let's go ahead and smoke this fool. And they both were looking at, they hit the gas. The Pathfinder wins. Next thing you know, we got lights behind us. I do not know how. We were in front, and my buddy allowed the police to pull both vehicles over. Pull both vehicles over. He comes over to up to our vehicle. I'm sitting there. And he's like, uh, you guys are really hammering it down through here, huh? Were you guys racing? My guy was like, no, we wasn't racing. He's like, whose who's truck is this? It's like, it's mine. I had been drinking a little bit, so I let him drive. All right, well, let me get your license and registration. Gave him the license, gave him the registrations. He goes back to the truck. He goes back to goes back to my other guy's truck. And he's back there for a while. He brings the license back. He's like, that fellow back there said you guys won. What? Yeah. He said, you what? So you guys were racing. Come, come on, come on, man. Come, what? Well, we ain't gonna lie to you no more, man. Yeah, we was racing, man. We smoked his ass, too. All right, well, we're gonna have to write you up a ticket. He wrote us a ticket. Wrote them a ticket. We all lived together. When we got back to the apartment, he was like, bro, how you gonna say that we won? Like, I'm, I mean, yeah, we did win, but come on, man. Come on, man. Dude, dude smooth. He straight snitched on us. Come on, yeah. Yeah, y'all, they won. Shame. Shame on him. Listen. Quick racing story. Listen. Thanksgiving is this week. I feel like it snuck up on us real quick. And it is ridiculous. And I have no idea how it got up on us so fast. But Thanksgiving is this week. Thanksgiving, whether you're celebrating Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, here are some etiquette that you need to know so that you can get invited back next year. And if you don't want to get invited back, do these things. But one, if you get invited, do not bring extra people. Like you got invited. Don't bring your friend and your cousin and your sister and your uncles and all these people. Don't even listen. If you get invited to a friend's giving and you don't you don't see if it's gonna be other kids there, don't bring all your kids. You can, if you got four kids, bring one. You might get invited back. If you bring all of them, they're going to talk about you behind your back. It's going to be a group chat that you're not going to be invited. They're going to talk about you. 
Don't bring all your kids. Two, you are not allowed to get seconds or, or take anything home if you didn't finish at least 76% of your first play. If you didn't finish at least 76% of your first play, you are not allowed to take anything home. I need you to understand that. That might start a fight. Number three, if you got kids, your kid is allowed one drink. One drink. If your kid out here with three or four open, half full cans of Coke, might get knocked out. Let's go ahead and put that out there. Four. It is inappropriate to doodoo at somebody's house just to make some room for dessert. Don't do it. Poopery does not cover all the smell. Somebody come in behind you. They might make you leave. Five. If you show up to somebody's house with some aluminum foil, Tupperware or styrofoam to take home to, to go com- containers? Probably gonna get judged, fam. Just put that on out there. You will get judged. Listen, six. Aunties, do all your TikTok dances before dinner. If you get too full, and you start trying to do all them TikTok dances where they have you twerking and dropping it down and you pop a button and you put one of your nephew's eyes out. Oh, you getting that bill. You gonna get that bill. Believe me. I'm only gonna... Smokers, we all know why you're going outside. We all know why you keep going to the store. You ain't fooling nobody. You always bring it back in with you and we all get high. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. And this is the most important. This is the most important by far. Hands down. Listen, if you don't do nothing else, if you don't follow none of these other etiquettes, don't know how to play spades don't sit at the table you got three days two days to download it on your phone and try to learn but if you ain't confident if you don't think you gonna know don't sit down listen your family will slide if you are a bad player if you're not that good They'll let you slide. But if you're a remaker, that's going to start a fight. You'll be better off. You'll be better off being the stealing cousin than the reneger. You renege, you're going to start a fight. Thanksgiving's over. It's over. Don't do it. Don't do it. You, that ain't, reneging against you kicked out of the family. Just go ahead and let you know that right now. Like, people have whole attitudes behind, show me your book. It's that one. It's that one right there. And the real space players, they know what book. They know what you cut. Either don't even sit down. Don't even sit down. I don't know how you've been practicing. Don't even sit down. And before I get out of here, Listen, I, I've been I've been hitting y'all with some career stories. I've been hitting y'all with some career stories. Listen, check this out. People in Korea will say and do anything. So if you ever go, just be ready. I was I was probably about four weeks in. I had met this I had met this girl from Mississippi, and I had met this other chick from South Africa. We were all getting ready to go to the mall. And we jumped in a taxi, and the girl from Mississippi, she was a little on the heavy set side, 
The girl from South Africa was a little bit on the heavy set side. We got in the taxi. So I get in. I'm look, I'm the small one, so I was sitting in the middle. I'm sitting in the middle. They sitting on the outside. The taxi driver gets out and walks around the car. Taxi driver gets out. After we are all three of us in the back seat, the taxi driver gets out, walks around the car. Now we're trying to figure out what the hell is he doing? He gets back in the car and now we all like, hey, what you doing? This fool says, like he was scared that his tire was going to get flat. I beat your ass. Hey, it was bad. It was bad. I felt bad for them because I was the little one. I felt bad for them. Two, I was, I went surfing in Busan. I went on a surfing expedition in Busan. What's up, elbow knee? I went on this surfing expedition in Busan and the waves wasn't that big. I'm out there with my little wetsuit on looking like Hancock after he got the, the real uniform. And I'm trying to surf, but my surfboard kept getting pushed down into the stand. I do got one cool picture when I'm like, <sighs> I like this. I got one cool picture where he caught me while I was on top of the water on my surfboard. But I think when he caught me, I was down in the... Uh, I was my surfboard was down in the sand, but it was still a cool picture. It was a Korean lady out there, and I was trying to figure out. I was like, "Yo, I can't stay, I can't stay above. I can't keep my surfboard above the water." This lady didn't know any English, but fat. Bitch, I'll drown you. What? You gonna say fat? That's all you know? That, that, that's what you know. Fat. I'll drown, I'll drown your weak ass right now. You. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I told you I went out and I kicked it with my, my, my co-teachers and we was we were at the uh, at the karaoke spot, and I'm talking about they got the soju. Soju is kind of like diet vodka, right? And so we we throwing them back. They tow down. They having a good time. I'm not tow down. These fools gonna hit me with a compliment like, "Teacher Jason, you're the best drinker." Hey, what the hell? What the hell that's supposed to mean? The best drinker. I need to investigate what that means. You gonna tell me I'm the best drinker? Like, like that's a real compliment. Come on, man. First of all, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Like I'm a. I don't. I don't know how to take that. I feel like you calling me an alky on the low. But if it is. No, that's not a compliment. You calling me an alky. Hockey. You calling me an alky. I don't like none of y'all. And then last, like, Korean people, they'll do anything. My second day in Korea. You know, Canadian people, Canadian people are really friendly. Like, I was just, I just happened to be looking out my window and saw some people that was white. And I was like, hey, they probably speak English. So I went outside. Because I didn't have a phone. I didn't have the internet or nothing. I was like, hey, y'all look like y'all speak English. What's up? They was like, hey, do you want to go to a, do y'all want to, you want to go to a Nori Fest? I was like, I don't know what a Nori Fest is, but. If I'm going to hang with some other people that I can talk to, why not? 
We go out to this Nori Festival. This is just a music festival. That's what Nori in Korea means music. Nori Bang was, is like, that's what they call the Korea, that's what they call the karaoke bars, the Nori Bang. All right, so we go out to this Nori Fest, and I'm just hanging out. I'm talking to these uh, Canadian people like, yeah, man, I'm from Chicago. Moved here from Arkansas, whatever, da-da-da. Next thing you know, I see this dude with a camera. Fam just taking pictures. He taking pictures of your boy, and I'm sitting there like, hey, y'all see this? Buddy... Why just took a picture of me? Dude's still like. Yo. Hey, what am I supposed to do? Like, do they just randomly take pictures of y'all? It was like, I don't know. They, they don't normally take pictures of me. And I'm like, yeah, but why is he taking a picture of me? So I pose. Yeah, what, what I know? Hey. Korean people. Oh, now I'm not saying all, but over there. They will take a picture of you without asking. Like, I, I know I have sniped the whole but my share of people here in the States. I've sniped more than my share of people. But to have, but to be in another country, and to have somebody snipe you, but they not even sniping, they doing it out in the open. Like dude got a whole camera with the lens. I'm trying to figure out like who does he think I am? You shouldn't have been just taking pictures of your boy. I w- I always wondered what these people did with this picture and what they said to the people who they showed the picture to like hey look I saw one he wasn't even angry like the ones we see on TV like this is crazy and lastly didn't say anything when I got over there Obama had just got elected so I got there in September of 08. He got elected November of 08. I'm at the bowling alley. I found a bowling alley. And the only way you find bowling alleys in Korea is they have a a bowling pin on top of a building. That's how you know where the bowling alley is. There's a pin on top of the bowling alley. I'm in there and I'm bowling. I'm minding my own business. I don't found a ball on the rack. I'm, I'm just bowling. I throw a strike and it's a dude standing behind me like, "Good job, Obama." The hell you just say? Good job, Obama. I am not Obama. I am not Obama. I am not Shaquille O'Neal. My students call me Shaquille O'Neal. My students used to say, I look like this dude in the book named Peter. Peter, and I was bald at the time. Peter was this little... I hate to say it like this, but Peter was this little little boy and looked like that. That's Peter. And my students used to call me this kid. Peter looked like a slave. I want to whoop them kids ass. Listen, listen, listen. I want to thank you. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Before I get out of here, I told you I had an announcement. 
we are about to do a rebranding of this show. This content will remain dope. But as you can see, you know, it's, it's, it's a little backwards. But the 710 Slickville show moving forward will be now known as the Strategically Reckless Podcast. All right? So when you see it, it's still me. It's still me, Mr. 710. We're still going to be out here in these streets. But it's time to switch it up a little bit. So the Strategically Reckless Podcast is what's going to be thrashing these streets moving forward. So, if you see it, shout it out. We greatly appreciate it. This is what the logo is going to be. Strategically Reckless. We out here in these streets. 710 Slickville. Listen, that's always going to be in the heart. But at the same time, strategically reckless is going is what is going to be moving forward. And listen, I appreciate everybody that's been rocking with the 710 Slickville brand. But when you look up and you see the strategically reckless, that is me. That is I. Support. We appreciate y'all. And listen, you can order this shirt right now. Even the hoodie. I got the hoodie. I just put the hoodies up. I got some red ones. I got some black ones. But the Strategically Reckless hoodie is on the website right now on the 710 print shop. The 710 print shop is still going to stay the same. We're keeping that the same. But listen, good people, until next time, y'all be safe out in these streets. I appreciate y'all. Thank you again. And you all right. Strategically Reckless Podcast. We out here. Let's go.